On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, we talked about how some new reference material has made its way to the Facebook ad library. We covered more transparency on why you see the ads you do in Facebook. Jess performed some ASMR live for all the fancy folks listening. And Greg tried to order 40,000 cucumbers from Walmart. (laughs) All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on April 5th, 2019. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news shows each and every Friday morning. And if you want to follow along with us in our show notes, just head over to marketingoclock.com for all the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. All right. And first up today is a better way to learn about ads on Facebook. Big news, guys. Facebook has been on a tear lately, rolling out all kinds of changes and new features to promote transparency transparency and privacy. And the latest developments um, here are something I believe that we predicted a few weeks ago. We definitely talked about it. Yes. We predicted Greg this, right? over here. Greg Stradamus. Yes. <laughs> That's a play on Nostradamus for those of you that aren't into what? Astrology? I think like... Farmer's Almanac? I would try to guess when Nostradamus existed, but I would be so far off. I'd say the 1500s. Yeah, many years ago. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We'll go with that. And uh, yes, Greg Stradamus predicted um, what's happening here in Facebook this week. So you might recall a couple weeks ago, we talked about Facebook's new ad library, and that was where users could go and see all of the ads related to politics or national issues that have been run on Facebook and Instagram. And the news this week is that the library is now limited, not limited, to just political stuff and national issues but to all ads for all pages. So again, you can see creative information on spend and the audiences that the ads are being served to. So if you want more information on Jasper's Market, folks, you got it. And that is my favorite thing about any Facebook announcement. As (laughs) any of you loyal listeners know, I'm a big fan of the hypothetical Jasper's Market that Facebook uses. And it just warms my heart to see that beautiful (laughs) Emerald J show up as the example. I really wish it was an actual place because I bet it would be awesome. Would you go? Oh, 100%. What do you think they would sell? Um, I don't know. I bet it'd be high quality though. For sure. That Jasper, he's a picky fella. Yes, he is. And the J kind of looks like a kidney bean or a kidney. Yes. Right? Kind Very of? Cur- cur- it's like a cursive EJ. Yeah. yeah. Like a dual, a dual bean. And I'm a big bean guy here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so go to Jasper's and get some beans. And, um, Back to reality here, they're also going to be adding more information in this library about pages as well. So it's not just the ads that are being run by the page, but you can dig in information about the pages too. So you can see things like if they've ever changed their name, if they've merged with other pages and, you know, things like that. So it's pretty, pretty big move in the way of transparency here. Yeah. And speaking of reality, the reality (laughs) is that the search portion of this is not good. It is hard to actually look for pages to try to figure out in brands to try to figure out what kind of ads or what is out there mm-hmm. and that needs some work their search has always been a struggle on facebook and it still is here yes but it is cool to, to that last point you made about seeing if a, some some brand has changed their page before 
because you used to be able to do that. I've done it. You mm-hmm. get a page to a very, you make it something awesome like, like if you like chocolate or something like that. <laughs> like. Yes. And then you have, you know, 200,000, uh, you know, people that follow the page or like the page. And then all of a sudden change the name to, you know, the, the chocolate hating page. And then all of a sudden you make all these people change. So you can now see all that at the surface. Well, that's very misleading because I like chocolate and I'd be mad if all of a sudden I didn't like chocolate anymore. So I'm glad that you can find that. And the good news though, to your point about search being kind of a struggle, if you're actually looking at a page on Facebook, you don't even have to go into the library. There is now going to be a page transparency section. So you can just go and click into that from the page and you can, there's a link there to the ad history as well if you want to see it, but you can see things like that right there. Yep. And this is what is truly going to spur change is the mm-hmm. transparency. It's not to say, hey, you can't advertise this. You can't put this towards a, a certain group. What is going to, in my opinion, make change occur is bringing all this to light so that you can look it up and say, oh, you're doing this and this is wrong. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what it really all boils down to here is accountability as marketers and as brands. I mean, we need to make sure that not only are we adhering to policies, but that we're doing things that if the public knew we were doing them, we're okay with that. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be sneaky because everything we do can now be seen. So Facebook put it like this. This is a quote from them. Shining a brighter light on advertising and pages on Facebook holds us and advertisers more accountable, which is good for people and businesses. Absolutely. And that transitions nicely into the next article this week called, Why Am I Seeing This? We have an answer for you (laughs) from Facebook as well. And there's two more new things coming out from Facebook's standpoint. The first is a new tool called Why Am I Seeing This Post? And now with any post, if you are confused as to why it's in your (laughs) newsfeed, you're going to be able to click on this and see why the post is being showed to you. How in depth did you look at this article? And Um, the imagery specifically. Oh, the images I did not look at. Okay. You're really going to enjoy this. Because the example post that they had, you're seeing an image because you're friends with Eric Chang, but also because you're a member of the Woofers and Puppers group. <laughs> I did not see and that. I, and I, that might be a reason for me to come back to Facebook, to get on these Woofers and Puppers and see exactly what's woofing and pupping over there. <laughs> is, that, is that a word, pupping? I think so. It is now. I'll have to... to consult the dictionary. Um, but anyway, with, with this new tool, you'll be able to hop in and allow peop- you to see first, which means you get notification. It's not a notification, but you will, it'll rise to the top of your feed. If you've saved a page or a person to see first, unfollow, you'll be able to see your newsfeed preferences and privacy shortcuts. And this, so Admittedly, I didn't look at the pictures, but I did watch the video in the article. And it's funny because when I was going through this, I was thinking to myself, yeah, like people our age tend to generally intuitively understand why they're seeing things. But then my parents are like bewildered by the feed. They're like, oh, my God, all this related content popped up. And they don't use those words, but you know what I'm saying, <laughs> related right? Content. Related content. This looks like spawn con to me. <laughs> Exactly. Like they're, they're picking up on the fact that Facebook knows what they like, but they don't really understand how it works. And I thought it was great in the video that the Facebook rep that was talking about the feature and how they developed it, she referenced that. She's like, yeah, so my mom will call me and be like, why am I seeing this? And I have to tell her, mom, you liked this page. And I just thought that that was funny that this is, this is a feature for our parents. So this is a feature for those non-tech savvy folks out there. Yes. And another feature coming is more context on ads. And we talked about back in February that 
we are now going to be able to, as Facebook users, see that we were uploaded to a custom audience that somebody had that email and either the page or with a partner and the partner name had uploaded your email or mobile number and that's why you're seeing the ad. You're now going to be able to see when somebody did it. So if you're like, why am I seeing this all of a sudden right now? And somebody did use your email or your personal information, you'll be able to see when it happened, who did it. And that's creepy. That is creepy. And I'm not up to anything bad at all, but I worry about that. You Wait, know? <laughs> what are you worried about? I don't know. I just, I feel like people are going to be like, oh, I haven't, you know, I don't know, haven't interacted with you in a while. And you might have been on the list for a while, but maybe I just started running a campaign that used it. So at least I guess it's good that they can see the date because they can see that they've been on my list for a while, but the ad is new. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. To me, again, it's a whole another layer of transparency yes. towards seeing why what how and everything even when now it's yeah. right it's like hey this happened at this time which yeah and is i'm not crazy. saying it's a bad thing i just i worry about people's perception of some things i i agree you know i agree I okay and what do we have lastly here in our main news jess lastly this comes to us from bing and it's hot off the presses like two days old news here so i guess it's lukewarm off the presses <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's a new ad extension that is exclusive to bing ads exclusive wow. yeah this is like a first it i i didn't want to say that because i wasn't sure but it is right <laughs> one this big this is a pretty big this one. is a big one and this is a good one so it's called action or they are called action extensions and they'll allow advertisers to highlight a clear call to action on your text ads to entice customers to immediately click and drive them to your website basically a CTA button that they're adding to your text ads, which is absolutely wild to me that nobody thought of this before <laughs> and that Bing is doing it. And it's not terribly ugly. It's admittedly better looking on mobile. It kind of looks a little, I don't want to say hack on desktop. It's not super pretty on desktop, but it's very nice looking on mobile. And the only caveat here is that you have to choose from predefined options. So they have things like browse or reserve, which were the examples that they used. But those aren't terrible. And they also have 70 options available, which is way more than I've 70. seen. Yeah. Facebook has like six. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So I'm okay with 70. I'm sure there's one in there that we can use. So just like ad extensions, um, any other type of ad extensions, it costs the same CPC as it, as it would for any other type of click on your ad. And it's rolling out globally. So there's really no reason not to start testing this. Yeah. And this, this seems like an absolute no-brainer to me. Yeah. It's a call to action within your search ads. Like yeah. this is like steroids for your <laughs> search ads. It really is. I, I don't understand why anybody wouldn't use this. I like this. I can't see somebody else like Google adopting this because everything they do is is like it's supposed to be a little bit more universal now, That's I feel true. like. And, you know, like you, they try to put you into search and display campaigns and have responsive everything that have buttons already. So Yeah, you're right. And it's not like any organic listings out there have this button. So your ads are actually going to stand out, but in a way that's not gross to people, hopefully. So I'm excited. I'm going to try it ASAP. All right. And I was wrong. We have one more piece of news here today. Oh, And it's whoops. not really like an article. It's a recap from something that just happened yesterday, the Snap Partner Summit, which, by the way, has the absolute coolest badges. They've got a badge. You put it up on Snapchat. And your little bitmoji will jump around the badge. 
and it's you like crawling around a badge <laughs> and like hanging on and all this stuff. It's really cool. I thought you meant like physical badges that people attending the conference got to wear. I thought they just had like sweet ones. It is. Ones. You have a physical badge. Oh. You, it, it's augmented reality where you have a physical badge. You hold the phone up and then all of a sudden it's you on your badge like swinging around. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I'm glad you cleared that. It's really cool. We'll, we'll put a link to like a, I don't know, like a Twitter or something about it. Yeah. That's cute. I want to um, see it. Okay. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of things launched yesterday. And first up was a Mario Party style multiplayer games platform. Because when you're snapping, you might get bored in between <laughs> your snaps. So there's now called Snap Games platform. It allows you to play real-time multiplayer games while texting and talking with your friends. Whew. I was getting real bored on Snap there for a while, and I thought it was hard to, you know, go between games, but I can just do everything now in, in Snap. All in one. Uh, Sounds exciting. Yes. It, it's likely powered by the acquisition of pretty great Australian game studio, uh, and they built Bitmoji Party, which is like a Mario Party mm. style mini game fest. Mario Party, by the way, was the best game ever. Have you ever played Mario Party? No, I played regular Mario Kart by myself. It's, Mario Kart is good. Mario Party is great. <laughs> is that like, you need friends for that? <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's the only hard part. It's, yeah, didn't have that. You gotta, you gotta go make friends first. <laughs> you need friends and the internet, probably. Okay, so we're gonna go to our resident Snap expert here, or at least user, <laughs> I'd say. Because <laughs> um, you can't be a Snapchat expert. Who is? Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some influencer out there. Anyway, Hope, our Gen Z sound engineer, will you play Snap games in between your snapping and chatting? Yes. Her answer is yes. Okay. Okay. Well, this brings us to the next one here, which is the launch of Scan. And Snapchat has launched Scan, or Snap, rather, the parent company of Snapchat. And it is an augmented reality platform that allows you to pull imagery in and detect objects and have GIFs pop up based off of what the detection is, kind of like what um, Google Lens was. And it's going to roll out to all Snapchat users soon. You'll be able to, again, um, just bring augmented reality into your Snapchat camera. It so very exciting. Kind of like their badges. I know. Saying these words in a <laughs> sentence is very tough. You're getting through it. <laughs> I know. It's just like, what is it? Okay. So hope. Snap scan. Is this something you will use? I don't really understand what it is. All right. She okay. This is uh, <laughs> IDK. Recap. We got IDK. I IDK. think that's what the kids say these days. IDK. My BFF Jill. <clears throat> So next up, Snapchat will power stories and ads in other apps. And this is big. Snapchat is essentially stealing Facebook's idea for the Facebook audience network where you use Facebook to show ads on other sites. And they've created their own network dubbed Snapchat Audience Network. What a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> they really went out on a limb naming that one. <clears throat> um and there is an ad kit and uh, that a developer can use so that they can show Snapchat ads on their site using that specific SDK. I would like to dub something here. So okay. we've got Snapchat ad kit, S-A-K, and Snapchat audience network, S-A-N. So I'm going to call it the second and Sack and Sand. <laughs> Sack and Sand. Sack and Sand. The Snapchat ad kit and the Snapchat audience network. Yeah. The Sack and Sand. That's cooler for the kids, right? 
Yes. I'm so going to the second sand. Yeah. Snapchat has released the second sand <laughs> where you can now get ads outside of just Snapchat and those folks who have inventory or might want to test it out. Snapchat didn't disclose how much info, how much of a revenue share was going to be out there, mm. but this is nice. It gives Snapchat the ability to make more money on more inventory out there. And at the same time, everybody loves stories these days. And everybody. Snapchat is going to be allowing apps like Tinder and House Party host stories inside of their product using Snapchat camera with that stories kit so you now tinder doesn't have to go build their own story platform you can just use snapchat stories within tinder or house party that sounds riveting yes <laughs> i don't even what is house party it's where you watch stuff with other people oh okay that's fun well what do you need story you're watching you're gonna watch stories well, if party, you're watching you listen things. or watch i forget they shut them down all the time what was, what was that really good one that we used to use all the time Oh, uh, something DJ. Yeah, I don't know. DJ what the, party. I don't know. It was I fun. think it's where you watch watch clips, house party, if I recall correctly. And you're like, oh, let's watch a YouTube video. And we, nobody talks to people in real life anymore. Hmm. We're in house party and all of this is virtual. I mean, it's kind of like when you were a kid and you had a landline phone and you would watch TV with your friend and you wouldn't say anything, but you were both on the line. Did you ever do that? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> OG house party user over here. <laughs> okay. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff coming out. Uh, oh, wait. Let's let's go to Hope. Oh, yeah. Hope, do you use house party? No. 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 Surprise, surprise. <laughs> None of us do. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, that is the main news this week and it brings us to this week's Lightning round. All right. And first up in our lightning round is news from the wonderful world of paid. And first up, Google is adding cross-device activity to all attribution reports in Google Ads. So starting on May 1st, all attribution reports in the platform will include cross-device activity and conversions, data which was currently or is currently only available within certain reports on the platform. So that's nice because who doesn't want more consistent reporting? The bad advertisers. <laughs> the bad ones. <laughs> I like when you answer my rhetorical question. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was just doing I, a dramatic pause, but you're absolutely right. Only bad advertisers. And if you want to see a full list, if you're a good advertiser and want to see a full list of what exactly is being updated, you can head to our site, marketingclock.com, for the show notes um, and see everything that all the reports that this is now going to be included in. Yep. And this will keep everything consistent so there's no you know, disruption in reporting across everything but mm -hmm. the bad news is that this is not retroactive so it yes. will it is as of this week or uh, sorry as of may 1st rather may 1st um, yeah as of may 1st this will occur and you may see more you may see less depending on you know how your account is performing yep and you can't go backwards or if you do you'll just have to look at those historical reports so check it out and next, here in paid news is an article from Adweek, and it's called New Pandora Report Aims to Measure Uncounted Ad Impressions from Group Listening. And the byline says no technology currently exists to work these extra views into paid media plans. So I feel like that gets the gist of it, really. But like, whoa, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> you're making a face. Greg is making a face at me, but I'm happy that someone's actually thinking about this. And according to a report from Edison Research and Carrot, they did for Pandora, 37% of Pandora's ad impressions go uncounted due to the inability to account for multiple listeners on a single stream, which makes sense. Sometimes there's 
more people in the room than one. But if, if they can't account for it, how do they know it's 37%? Exactly. That's my whole point <laughs> is, A, it's Pandora. And yeah. Pandora, you're out there trying to figure out how many people are in certain rooms to account for all these different things. How about trying to get more actual users, right? Like that's Pandora's problem, not trying to unaccount, like that they've unaccounted people listening in this living room here. That's probably a fair point if you want to just look at this from Pandora perspective and this report in general or tool that they're working on. But I think the bigger thing here for marketers that's important to think about is, I mean, there's other streaming platforms and you think about even, you know, like take it out of audio and, you know, Spotify and Pandora, but look at, you know, YouTube. And if it's somebody that's just watching on their computer versus somebody that's watching in their living room, there are other people in the room. So the big takeaway that I got from this article anyway was... Just the co-listening that they talked about just as a thing is is interesting. And people should be aware that it's happening and it can be happening in different environments like a birthday party or a car or even an educational setting. And those are obviously very different places. So just something to think about when you're working on your ad creative and doing some of your targeting. But yeah, as far as Pandora is actually concerned, I, to me, that's not the biggest piece of news here, even though that's what they're focusing on. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand every single thing you said and it's all correct. But it's all, who cares? You know, that's like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. I, I get it that you're like, oh, we're not getting every single person here. TV might not be doing all these things. That is par for the course. That's what happens when you choose radio. You're going to miss a lot of people. You're only going to be able to see X amount. I don't want to have to pay for these 37% of people that may or may not be in the living room listening along with this other account. I don't want these things. I don't care about these things. Pandora, go get me more accounts. That's what I want to do. And to your point, <laughs> when I'm browsing the internet with a buddy on the same computer, that's two impressions on that display ad, and I don't want to pay for that either. So I guess you can really look at anything that way, and, and maybe we just shouldn't. You're right. Okay. And when are you browsing the internet with a buddy? I, I just made that up, but I'm sure it's happened. Like, my mom's like, come look at this hotel, and then we both see an ad for the shoes. She sounds like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe she was looking at cute shoes, and now I'm going to go buy them, and she didn't. And Whatever. Okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of real-world examples. I got none. <laughs> exactly. Point made for me. Oh, but, you're right. I'm uh, sorry. All right. Well, what's going on in non-paid? All right. In non-paid, my first article, I loved Absolutely loved it. From Digiday, <laughs> Max Willens created an article called Social Used to Be 30%, Now It's 10, Candid Thoughts of Publishers. And to start this, apparently publishing leaders gathered at Digiday's Moguls and Publishing Summit in Vail, Colorado, behind the veil. Maybe that's why they chose it because we're going to get to this in a second. Cute. And they wanted to hash out the challenges facing digital media. And it was held under Chatham House Rule. What is that? First off, I thought it was a TV show that I missed. Like, hey, it's Chatham House <laughs> Rules, you know? I think that's Cider House Rules. Was that a movie? I don't know. I just thought, like, hey, maybe I was really out of touch, but I wasn't. No. Um, I was actually in, so in touch, I didn't know what Chatham House Rules were. Here's what they are. When a meeting or part thereof is held under Chatham House Rule, participants are free to use the information received, but neither the identity nor the affiliation of the speakers nor that of any other participant may be revealed. So it's secret meetings. Secret meeting. But here's the thing. One person's already identified. What? Max Willens of Digiday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what he a wrote, whistleblower. <laughs> and so there are a few things that, that he, he pulled out from, from this meeting <laughs> that were interesting, <laughs> where he said, um, and this was in regard to Apple News specifically. So 
you can be on this Apple News bandwagon or you're off and you're not included. And what they said is, it wasn't a close call to not participate. We value nothing more than the relationship with the subscriber. Ouch. And that's cool. Just hear people like give that unsolicited advice without potentially getting the smackdown from Apple. So I thought that that was interesting. Another thing from Google and Facebook's priorities was that the SERPs have changed tremendously over the past few years. Today, you're seeing pages where 40 or 50% of the results are Google's. It's very worrisome. Something else, too, though, that on the flip side of that, because that is worrisome, but there were several comments, and I'm paraphrasing here, but several comments about how Google cares more about its users and you know looking at things in the long term, whereas Facebook only cares about itself and, and what matters from week to week. So people are on both sides of the fence, I think, with Google, but pretty pretty hard on Facebook. Yes, and there was also a social mention here where it said, we used to have 40 social media people across our brands. Today, we have 22. Social used to be 30%, and this is where it should be like of our traffic. Mm -hmm. Now it's 10%. That's what we all need to do. You can't rely on any of them long term. (laughs) They're saying, hey, cut your social people. There's no organic social coming through. Unfortunately so, but lots paid. So I think the biggest takeaway here was I just love Chatham House rule. It's cool. It's cool. I like that. Yeah. In, in this this feedback, read the article because there's a ton of stuff in here that mm-hmm. is really, really, really interesting. So check it out and more chat house roll, please. Yes. Next up is an article from Google Webmaster's blog called User Experience Improvements with Page Speed in Mobile Search to help users find answers to the questions faster. And this is from the article. Google says, we included page speed as a ranking factor for mobile search searches in 2018. Since then, we've observed improvements on many pages across the web. (laughs) So first off, I'm like, what? Okay. Uh So you've got improvements. All right. Because of an algorithm change you made. Okay. And I'm instantly dubious to the rest of the article. But they said for the slowest one third of traffic, the user centric performance metrics have improved from 15 to 20%. Um, in 2018, and there was, and that is in between 15 and 20 percent, where there was no improvement that they say in 2017. Okay, <laughs> and thanks to the speed improvements from webmasters, we've observed a 20 percent reduction in the abandonment rate for navigations initiated by search. So all this is to say that the web has gotten better in 2018, and it seems like Google is saying it's because they changed your algorithm. Yes. Is that how you read that? That's how I read that. And I wrote in my notes that it was like Google was saying, you're welcome, internet. Like That's how I read it too. Right? And I hated it. And yes. it's like, hey, if you think that it is better for your algorithm and better for your product, yeah, show sites that are speedier. Don't be like, hey, I want the internet to be faster, bro. <laughs> Let me just put this thing into effect. And we're so good that the internet's going to follow suit. And look, we're twenty. the internet's 20% better. Thank you, internet, or you're welcome, internet, or whatever. <laughs> Thank you, and you're welcome. Yeah. I well, I don't know. This goes kind of against. I mean, if we're following CHR here, or Chatham House rules, I mean, we can say how we really feel. I guess. Wait, I already but, said my name. Oh, Greg Finn and yeah. Jess Bud. This <laughs> oh, no. is how we feel. Okay. <laughs> Take that. I don't know. It's just interesting that that there were all those nice fluffy comments about how Google cares about people and then Google just goes and talks like this. I, I just don't like the frame, the framing. I of agree it. with you. If they didn't you, explicitly say that they made the internet no, better, but it, but just, it, it read like, that way. Yes. And it's like, no, make an, make your updates to, to do 
better results for people, right. not to try to change the way the internet works because you think it's better that way. It's just, it, I don't, I don't like that. All right. Next up, Google's <laughs> link shortener is officially dead. And this is an article on Android police, one of our favorite URLs by <laughs> Corbin Davenport and Google's link shortener, Google or goo.gol. <laughs> I mean, did it choke to death if it's officially dead? Because <laughs> that's don't an think awful. So. It sounds like some water going down the wrong pipe. Yes, <laughs> but that is no longer an option on Google to create new shortened links. And I, for one, couldn't be happier. There was a time when everybody was stuck to 140 characters and social networks couldn't figure things out and we had problems with analytics. There was a time where it mattered and you only had 140 characters, mm -hmm. but now that's not the case. You have 280 characters on Twitter. Your links will be automatically shortened, even shorter than goog.gul. It'll be t.co. <laughs> and there's no need for shorteners for the most part for anybody, anywhere, anytime. And you can't even see where you're going half the time with it. I don't click on shortened links. And mm -hmm. good, Google got rid of this. They will still be honoring where those links are supposed to go to, which is nice. Who knows for how long? Mm. I've seen many uh, link shortener go away, notably tiny pick. Clam, K-L.A-M, Zima, Z-I.M-A. That was a real one. Like it was the a beverage? Joke one. Yeah, Zima? like the beverage. It was huh. a joke one. Um, so again, this, this at some point may go away. Might not, but everybody that was all in on Google, <laughs> good luck now. Find something else to do. All right, peace. Google. All right. <clears throat> all right, next up from Josh Constantine of TechCrunch. I love the name of this article. Or, and it's called Forsnap. <laughs> Snapchat tries status location check-ins <laughs> and Snapchat is testing something called status where you have an option to share your snap map, which is a bitmoji depicting what you're doing at a certain location. So I can share the fact that I'm eating pizza at a pizzeria with my bitmoji on my Snapchat and do whatever I feel like I'm doing in real life. <laughs> like, that's just what I'm going to share. It doesn't have to match your snap no. map. That's the cool thing. So I don't know. It just brought me to the good old days of everybody trying to become mayor of places. Something I never did, by the way. You didn't do that? I think I might have checked in a few places, so somebody might go back and look. But no, I, I don't think I was ever... I don't know. I don't think I ever was a mayor of something. I was. People got competitive about that. Though. Oh, me too. I did. Yeah. I was all about mayorships, if you will. I mean, I would be at my house and somebody would check into the local grocery store and take my mayorship and I'd get in the car and I'd be like, I got to go buy something. That's that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, I didn't live very far from the grocery store. But so you got easy. in a car to well, go to a grocery store. Not to every sign time, into... but I definitely did it. I was mad. And my husband too, Chris, we were both guilty of like <laughs> so did you guys have competing places rage. that you're trying to get over to or like were actually you yes. it from him yeah we would oh. compete over bars constantly wow and we would always go there together so it would really just be like who checked in yeah, first and like, then you'd steal it back but it was it was a heated competition <laughs> we almost <laughs> broke up just kidding but yeah those I, were I'd good like days that. all of a sudden like your husband pops in the lead <laughs> it's like just crushing you in mayorship of this bar and you're like what on earth are you doing like yeah. that's a tell that's true. Like, yeah. why aren't I not there with you? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Mayor? So it's a good thing you were tied. Good All thing. Right. And next up <laughs> is an article from Bloomberg called Walmart Unveils Voice Activated Google Powered Grocery Shopping. What could go wrong? <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's a way you can now say, hey, Google, talk to Walmart. Hopefully my phone doesn't turn on there. It might. And it'll hook into your Walmart account. Google and is trying to break into Amazon's 70% market share of the assistant devices. 
and you can hook it up. I'll do it live right here. The one thing I loved when I set this up before a show is that Google Assistant is a female voice and comes out of nowhere when you hook into Walmart. A very creepy male voice. Yes. I like the way he says, okay. I hope he does it. Okay. So what would you like me to order, order Jess? Um, let's order some uh, ooh, uh, cucumbers. I don't know if they sell those. Talk to Walmart. Okay, let's get Walmart. Welcome back, Greg. What can I help you with today? Order cucumbers, please. Okay, I can get you cucumbers sold individually for 68 cents each. How many would you like to add? 40,000. <laughs> I did not quite get that. Can you please say that again? 4,000. Great. I've added 12 cucumbers <laughs> to your cart. Would you like to add anything else? No, thank you. Several thousand more because you got it wrong. Did you hear him say okay? He's like, okay. <laughs> yes. That's like the fact that he's just like, he's like 40,000, huh? Like, Does not compute. I don't have a thousand in me. <laughs> Didn't learn that one yet. <laughs> oh, I just like that someone could finally go to Walmart for me. That's yeah, nice. Th that fella can do it for you. He's, so there you are. He is Walmart too. Did you like the way Google said that? She's like, let's get Walmart. <laughs> get in <laughs> here, buddy. Walmart. <laughs> Okay. All right. And then we got two additional iOS stories, which never happens. These are things that were previously on Android and now are finally getting to iOS, which never happens. And Google Duplex is rolling out to non-Pixel iOS devices in the U.S. And WhatsApp business app was only Android before, and it's now for the iPhone. And so that wraps up our lightning round this week. And now it's time for this week's WTH. And this week's WTH launched on April 1st. But is not an April Fool's. Which it we thought not. for a second. I really right? thought it was. And yeah. I looked around and it wasn't. This was not April Fool's. It was from Marketing Land. And the name of the article is Why Brands Need to Take ASMR More Seriously. And it was from Tony Chen. I believe he's at Channel Factory or something like that. The article starts out with slime. That it's been the biggest crafting craze since 2018 and it's a rising video sensation. And there were nearly 25 billion slime video views apparently last year. And some retailers are reporting glue shortages across the country. Poor horses. I don't think they use horses anymore. Really? Yeah. I, I hope think, you're right. I think Elmer's is all chemical. Oh. Which I don't know if it's better. Poor chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so anyway, because of all these slime videos of people apparently playing with slime and recording themselves... Apparently, there's a lot of people watching that, 25 billion or so. It's turned into a new thing, which is called autonomous sensory, I can't even say this word, meridiation, meridiation? Oh, mer meridian? Mer meridian? Okay. So it's turned into autonomous sensory meridian response, or ASMR. And in all honesty, this should be called D-U-M-B. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. It doesn't stand but, for anything, right? It okay. just spells dumb. Yeah, it's just dumb. D-U-M-B. <laughs> and it's people that do ordinary mundane things and try to record it. And then they just listen to it over and over again. And it's become even these really creepy people that speak in like a really childish tone and just talk about like little kid toys and like move them around and slime and make 
it is very, very strange. It's just a weird, weird, dark corner of the internet, in my opinion. There's some things that aren't like the speaking that are fine. It's like people like painting and stuff like that. But mm. I mean, that's what real life is for too, kind of to like listen to things on your own. Right. That's what, so that's, I mean, I feel like our WTH segment the last couple times has been about, we've mentioned like the physical world and this digital alternative. And these are people that are enjoying the crap out of the physical world. They're like chewing stuff and touching stuff. And then we're all just sitting there watching instead of doing it ourselves. But even the it's things weird. they're doing are like mundane. Like nobody's yeah. ever like, oh, I'm just going to pet this blanket. <laughs> and like, I'm just petting a blanket. And you're like, all right. I'll, you know what sounds even better? <laughs> Listening to somebody else pet this blanket. I don't know. I, I listened for a few minutes to somebody chewing on a Thai beef salad. And it was It's it disgusting. Was rough. It's disgusting. It was rough. It, they're, they're, don't, uh, and if you haven't seen it, don't even look it up. It's no, gross. No, please don't. But anyway, the, the moral of the story, at least for me, is I don't want to cater to these people. Like, what mm -hmm. am I going to do? Just have like some super soft ad and be like, whatever. Like, hey, come listen to Marketing O'Clock. And then it's just, it's too much. It's too much. I don't and know then, if we could tap on the mic. Ew, was that, that ASMR? I it was super loud. I don't I want, yeah, I don't know what that sounded like. Sorry, guys. And so in the article... The author had mentioned that there was a small set of brands like Ikea and Dove that had made some ASMR videos already. I hopped up and I was like, oh, let me check out this Ikea video because they usually do good stuff. And this is weird if it's not good. It was interesting. I liked it. You did? On the right. I mean, I don't like the video itself, but from an, from all the other creepy stuff I saw and salad eating and <laughs> people playing with Ninja Turtles and all this creepy, creepy stuff. Somebody actually folding clothes and using a product. I was like, okay, I get this from a brand's standpoint. Yes, but there was it was all the woman like setting stuff up, and then she's like, okay, now listen to this sheet be perfectly smoothed far. out. Okay, well, she talks for like forty five minutes, and then the smoothing of the sheet was not even like two smooth motions. It wasn't enough. It didn't oh, give me it wasn't what I smooth wanted. Enough. It wasn't smooth enough, okay. and then they cut to like a perfectly smooth sheet. <laughs> I felt cheated and I didn't even care. <laughs> okay. Well, apparently you're with uh, Tony, I believe, because he said, well, I, and in the comments, the IKEA and uh, the IKEA ASMR video comments was the fact that everybody's like, who's your favorite ASMR artist? And, I, and they're like, mine, IKEA, LOL. And like, they got really good comments. People are like, I love, like, this is cool. But apparently for Tony, they said, that these are, are not genuine attempts to be part of the trend, but rather were created as tongue-in-cheek cultural references. It's like, dude, how can you get more? <laughs> how can you get more ASMR than folding sheets and stuff? You can't. Well, Thai beef salad so, or whatever. So, anyway, don't listen to this article. No, it's terrible. No. And if you're a brand, don't do, whisper creepy things into a microphone no. and, and act like a child. No, because I don't think anyone and don't eat. Don't eat with your mouth open on a microphone either. So no. get that out of here. We yeah. need to. Uh, we need a new segment called Get Rid of It. Get Rid of It. Get Rid and of This. Get Rid of It. Go out and play. Go out and touch things yourself and listen you. to things. Yeah. And now for this week's... Cool tool. And our cool tool this week is sheetlist.net. And it's a free index of popular templates you can use in Google Sheets. Why? Because according to their site, life is poop emoji without sheets. <laughs> 
they used the poop emoji. I didn't know how to say it out loud. So poop I think emoji. you did it right. I think so. I, it's in brackets in my notes. I don't know. Um, but when I say index, I mean index. The site has sheets for every practical use case out there and even some impractical ones. You can play Battleship if you want with battle sheets. Wow. That's cool. That sounds very productive. <laughs> I mean, and they specifically say that you value your time when you download it. It's kind of cute. It's a sassy site, but I feel like it, it behooves us to talk about the real things that are um, out there because this is a digital marketing podcast after all. So aside from playing Battleship, there are tons of relevant sheet templates for us marketers. There's things that can help you with budgeting and project management. They've got social media report cards, hreflang generators, backlink checkers, and so much more. So there's a lot of really cool stuff. And if you have a wicked sheet that you've been dying to share with the world, you can actually submit it to the site and consider your civic duty done for the day. Be really helpful and collaborative with the other folks on the internet. So that is sheetlist.net. Go there. Lots of cool sheets to discover. <laughs> I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Tried not to swear, guys. (laughs) All right. And that brings us to our must-read marketing article of the week, an article so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety here on today's show. This week's article comes from Onely, from Tomas Roditsky of Onely. I believe this is like the technical, former technical SEO portion of Elephate, Hmm. who also has a podcast. Um, And the name of the article is The Ultimate Guide to International SEO. And Tomas does a great job breaking down the ins and outs with examples and case studies of international SEO and problems that occur and how to let Google understand your structure. He covers how to choose your domain structure, hreflang tags, how to implement them, some of the nuances and mistakes that come from that which engines support which tags, tools, and more. So if you are dabbling in international SEO, this is definitely one to bookmark. Thank you, Tomas. All right, and that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from the show on marketingoclock.com. Please be sure to subscribe while you're there so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Heck, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. This week, we've got everybody's favorite game, Poke holes in this, yes. where I come up with a slew of ideas, and Jess tells me why they are absolutely no good, <laughs> or great, <laughs> or great. Or if there's no, if it's great, there are no holes to be poked. And first up, we've got, I think, something that is unpokeable, mm. which is ways for potholes. <laughs> so what happens is here in Buffalo in the spring, all the water expands, contracts, and roads get terrible, and what happens is you turn Waze on and it measures the vibration in your phone while you're driving and finds all the different potholes and all the bad driving and can route you to the good roads that are smoother because you're trying to go somewhere with someone here at Cypress North and we had to keep slowing and going fast and slow because the roads are so bad. So Waze for bad roads. I, I was anti until you... Um, expanded on how it would actually be used because I was picturing some kind of alert system that would just scare the crap out of people. Like, <laughs> there's going to be a pothole. You need to change lanes. But if it's going to actually reroute you to smooth roads, I like that. 
But if, as long as that doesn't take your trip like several more hours, in which case, like I'd rather just avoid some potholes on the road. But I feel like this could be used and this would be nice because it, it is bad out there. It's okay. Bad out there. Next right. up, this is something I thought of at lunch when you're talking about it the other day. Dual fuel sanitizer. What? Dual fuel hand sanitizer. Oh, no. I and know what all, this is going to be. <laughs> it all started when I watched, I forget what it was, like an intervention or something. And somebody's drinking hand sanitizer because it was cheaper and there was alcohol in there. So I thought, like, what if you can come up with a way where it's not got all the other weird smelling bad things in there, but it's maybe like a spritz of some sort of rosé sanitizer <laughs> that you also, if, if it's some point you need a little kick, you can just squirt some right in your mouth. Dual fuel hand sanitizer. I would 100% use this. I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but as someone that's anti-hand sanitizer, you, not me, I'm surprised that you like that you even came up with this idea. Would you use it if it was just alcohol you're spritzing? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying to make money. Yeah, I'm sure I, make money I think you would make a lot of money and I do, I can't even poke holes in the title. I I'm, well, maybe I can because alcohol is not really an energy drink, which I think dual fuel implies. <laughs> it's more of a depressant, but it, it's got a good name to it. And I, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next up, I see a lot of signs. I saw it on a mud flap this morning driving in. And this is, I forget what it was. It was some name and sons, mm. like trucking <laughs> or something. Yeah. So I want to start the movement and daughters. Oh. I've never seen an and daughters. So I think we have the and daughters mm. movement because <laughs> there are at least a half dozen signs and people around me that are like the tree service and sons and blah, blah, and sons. <laughs> I want some and daughters out there. So my thought is the and daughters. I can't poke holes in any of your stuff today. Okay. I Well, the only problem there obviously is that if you found a company with your sons and then all of a sudden it, you founded a company with your daughters instead, I feel like your sons would be upset with you. But I mean, It's just weird there are all these and sons out there. Don't you see a lot of and sons? I do. But you know what I think it is? I think it's like Joe Blow trees, right? And then he retires and gives it to his son. So then it's Joe Blow and son, and then he gives it to his son. And so I think it just becomes and sons because they pass the business down. I don't know if he, okay. like Joe Blow founded it and was like, I'm going to call this Joe Blow and sons. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. But put Joe whatever you want on a, <laughs> on a mud flap, Craig. If you want right. to put daughters on there, you go right ahead. Okay. And our second to last one next up. The hot sauce diet. Mm. And we have been bringing in-house a bunch of fire hot sauces mm -hmm. that are mind-blowing. You can't even think. We have a video Mouth coming blowing. up. Mouth-blowing. Mouth-blowing. <laughs> we have a video coming up on our Cypress North handles, at Cypress North on Instagram. You should be able to see it, where we eat the death nut, <laughs> which is a huge challenge. But when you eat really, really hot hot sauce, first off, you become instantly not hungry because you're not aware that you have a stomach anymore. So that's first <laughs> off. Second off, you immediately drink more water than you've ever drinking in your life, yep. which is healthy. That is healthy. <laughs> that part is healthy. And then it's like you're full at the same time because you drink all this water and you can't taste anything, so you don't even want to eat anything. The hot sauce diet. And this is supposed to make you skinnier because you're not eating yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> i think that's a disease and there's a name for it but uh no just when, when you have a craving instead okay. of picking up the cookie you have a craving you pick up some hot sauce you instantly force yourself to drink water okay and stay hydrated and then you have zero want for that cookie 
because you don't have taste buds anymore. So it's kind of like when people sprinkle peppers in their yard to keep like yes rodents out. You sprinkle it in your cookie in your cookie jar. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think with this needs some work. I, I okay. think it needs a new name. But I am in, and I also think my dad tells me that, and I believe everything he says. He says that hot sauce is packed with antioxidants and vitamins. I don't know if that's true because the nutrition facts I don't think say anything about vitamins, but. He does say that it's also very good for your metabolism. So that's good for your diet as well. Okay. And for all you listeners that don't know, Jess, her dad is actually a purveyor of hot sauces. Yes. A shop dedicated to hot sauces. Yes. So take so he that. knows what's up. He knows what's happening. All right. Last up, I was looking at some of these really high-end detailed camo options. So like real Why? tree camouflage. <laughs> I just, there were people are walking around. I was, I, I was looking at them. I'm like, that doesn't look that great like camo. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So I got new camo. Real world business camo where you can wear something and it looks like a cubicle <laughs> and you're just sitting there and you've got something due and people quickly look through and it looks like you're a cubicle or maybe like a water cooler and it's real world camo for business folks. Can you put this over your head or are they going to be like, oh, there, there's Joe Blow from the tree service he's know. hiding behind that cubicle. I don't think DRC had, so maybe it's a little hat company too, a little hat. <laughs> That's where the bubbler is on the water cooler. Oh my god! I don't. This to me is just gonna end up. You ever see those shirts that have like other people's bodies printed on them, or like, do you know what I mean? Yes. And it just looks like, like you're not wearing yeah, a shirt. You have like a smaller, like, hey, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm this size yeah. over a bigger size. Yeah. I feel like it's it's that. It's not gonna be camo at all. It's gonna be like a guy with a water cooler on his shirt. <laughs> I love it. I don't think it would work, Okay, but I want to see it in like all the stores on the beach. All right. I feel like they would sell it. I love it. And we'll <laughs> see you next week. Bye.